Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, your host of Let's Ride, your Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning podcast right here on the Steel Curtain Network, which is a part of the Fans First Sports Network, fansfirstsports.com. Make sure you check that website out as well as steelcurtainnetwork.com. That is where we, uh, that used to call Behind the Steel Curtain Home, have congregated as a collective to continue our Pittsburgh Steelers coverage, and as training camp has kicked off, we have been doing a phenomenal job. I've been super proud of the entire staff working hard, getting it done. Hopefully you check us out there again, SteelCurtainNetwork.com. We have a lot to talk about today. You're probably wondering, Jeff, who's the Monday morning conversation? There is not one. You know, here we are. I've always said that the the Monday morning conversation is a great thing for the offseason. However, I always view the training camp, return to training camp, I should say, as the official end of the offseason. And so that doesn't mean I'm not going to have guests anymore. I absolutely will have guests. I'm going to have a guest on this Wednesday to talk about Quan Alexander, to tease that a little bit in the first half of the show. So make sure you check that out. But today, there is a lot of news to discuss. There's a lot of stuff that's been happening at camp. Injuries, retirements, who's going to return, all this stuff. And we're going to talk about that especially just the fact that the Steelers are still making moves even in camp. So let's start off with the news. Quan Alexander, the signing, what does that mean? We're going to get to that in a second. I do want to touch on some injuries. Training camp is here. A lot of times the biggest factor, the biggest question mark, the biggest issue or concern is who's banged up. Here are the injuries so far for the Steelers after the first week. It wasn't a full week, but after the first week of practices and heading into their day off on Monday. DeMonte KZ, the safety, is dealing with an ankle injury. He uh, said it himself that it was not serious. He's been in a walking boot, basically taking it as precautionary measures. He doesn't want this thing to linger. Okay, Alfonso Graham, running back, short Fast, a lot of burst, had impressed enough in rookie tryouts that he got a contract dealing with a shoulder. I guess he fell on his shoulder awkwardly. They're doing some tests. He was seen in a sling. Sometimes if those tests come back and it's rough, you're talking about like a, a labrum injury. That could mean that he ends his, it ends his season before it even starts and he goes on into reserve. Uh, next, you have a lot of Heat-related issues like cramping and things like that. Players like Deontay Johnson, DeMarvin Leal, Connor Hayward, they were all okay, but they all missed some practice time due to those type of issues. There were a lot of veterans that were given days off, time off. Micah Fitzpatrick has been there. He's been present, but he's been uh, – it's a non-injury excuse. Mike Tomlin said he's dealing with some personal things. He supports him. He's behind him. He'll be fine. So he hasn't been practicing yet. T.J. Watt and Cam Hayward got the day off. Uh, so did Patrick Peterson on Sunday. So they're definitely, and I say they, mainly Mike Tomlin, is doing right by his veterans by giving them some time off, letting their bodies heal, not grinding them into a stump, a la his first training camp back in 2007. The last bit of news before we get into the uh, the Quan Alexander stuff and the signing there and my thoughts about it and what this could mean for the Steelers' defense Monty Potterbaum, he was the guy that everyone was excited for. He was an undrafted rookie free agent signing out of Iowa. Long flowing mullet out of his helmet. 
He was a pure fullback, like as, as pure as they come when it comes to a traditional style fullback. To the surprise of many, including myself, Sunday afternoon, you see the, the report that the Steelers have placed him on the reserve slash retired list. I don't know if you know what that means. It means what you think it probably means, which is that Monty Potavam is not just being released. He is retiring from football. So he, maybe he got to camp. He went through all of the rookie mini camps. He went through mandatory mini camp. OTAs phase three gets to, to training camp. It's, it's a different beast. And I don't know what happened, but maybe he just realizes, I don't think I don't think this is me. I don't think this is where I belong. That's fine. He is now off the roster, and the Steelers are now looking for a fullback, which begs the question. I wrote this article for SteelCurtainNetwork.com. With Potabom's release, could this equate in a return of Derek Watt? Derek Watt remains on the open market. I don't think the Steelers have any interest in bringing him back at his price tag that he was previously holding with the Steelers. Why would they? I mean, he was overpriced for a fullback. He was paid as a special teams ace. That's something Dave Schofield has talked a lot about on his Stat Geek podcast, how people are so up in arms over that contract, when in reality, he was really being paid strictly as a special teams captain. They could use the special teams help. I'm going to say that right now. If they decide to bring in Derek Watt and the price is right, that's a big question. Is the price right? If they can get a like veteran minimum, he just wants to play again, he'd love to play with his brother, likes the Steelers, likes the city, then I could see them making that move. I could see them picking up the phone. Hey, Derek, we'd love to have you. We got a spot. Do I think that they need him as a fullback? No. I really don't. Do they need him as a special teamer? They've lost a lot of proven special team snaps this past offseason when you think about a player like Robert Spillane as an example. Played a ton of special teams. You would love to have that back in some way, shape, or form with Derek Watt. So just throwing that out there. Just throwing that out there. Okay, let's talk about Quan Alexander, the big signing. This happened Saturday evening. It was rumored, reported, and then it was made official on Sunday. Quan Alexander was at training camp and practiced on Sunday. was wearing number 26. I don't know if I like 26. I think that's actually used by Anthony McFarland last I checked. So don't don't go out, don't go running out there and getting your uh, Quan Alexander jersey. Uh, just hold off, just hold off for now. Uh, but nonetheless, the Khan artist Omar Khan keeps making moves, even when the Steelers have gone into camp. You know, you think about Quan Alexander. What does he mean to the inside linebacker depth chart, the position? That's what we're going to talk about today. More about Quan Alexander, the player what he brings to the defense, that'll be on Wednesday, so make sure you check out that show. But in terms of the depth chart, I mean, you have Cole Holcomb, you've got Alandon Roberts, more on him in the second half. Our source, talked to our source, talked a lot about Alandon Roberts, and you don't want to stick around, stick around to the second half to hear that. Mark Robinson, you have Quan Alexander, then you can even throw in those tweeners, that Tanner Muse type, the Keanu Neal, that's your depth chart. So a lot of people look at this and think, well, they signed Quan Alexander. They, they must not like Mark Robinson. Maybe Cole Holcomb's not what they thought. And maybe Landon Roberts isn't good enough. And that's that's been a prevalent thought process on social media already. However, the way that I look at this and how this impacts the inside linebackers, it allows the Steelers to kind of mix and match their inside linebackers with specific packages and down and distances that the opposition are doing. When you look at who they have, so you think about 
Cole Holcomb. You're hoping that Cole Holcomb is your every down linebacker, that he's healthy enough because he does have the athleticism and the range to be on the field in every setting. Then you have like a Mark Robinson. He's your downhill guy. Downhill, attack the runner, stop the run. Where does he suffer? He suffers in coverage. He's just not there yet. I'm not saying that he's forever damned and never going to be able to cover. Not saying that at all. But it's obvious when you watched Mark Robinson last year that when it was a team like Baltimore where he can just, hey, I see the ball, go get the ball, heat-seeking missile, take care of business. He was okay in that role. When you're talking about the other alternatives of having to cover a tight end or running back in the flat, it's just not pretty. So you have Mark Robinson to go in in specific down and distances and do what he does best. You have an Elandon Roberts who is very similar to Mark Robinson. He is a downhill thumper. He is a guy that brings an edge to the defense. Again, I'm going to talk more about Elandon Roberts in the second half. But then you have Quan Alexander. He is more athletic He's more of, of that tweener, that Keanu Neal type, but he's more athletic than Keanu Neal. He is someone that if it's a third and 20 or third and 15 or even a third and 10, you're going to want Quan Alexander out there to, with his coverage skills to help match up with what the opposition is trying to do. Without Quan Alexander or even a linebacker like him, the Steelers were hamstrung with what they could do with their inside linebackers. They, are, they, they, they would have been stuck. They would have been stuck with having to play players out of their natural position. They don't have to do that anymore as long as everything pans out with Alexander. But it provides flexibility on the interior. And then when you talk about those sub-packages, so maybe if they're in their dime, maybe Quan Alexander is the only linebacker out there. Or maybe he and Cole Holcomb are out there. Or maybe they flex someone down into the box with Quan Alexander like a Keanu Neal. Think about how versatile you are now with this one piece I think that's what everyone is thinking about and that's and, and rightfully so could this be like the missing piece of the Steelers defensive puzzle that they finally brought in And it was a one-year contract by the way I think a lot of people need to remember I've talked about this a lot I've talked about it here on this show on the Steelers preview and I even talked about it on the FFSN NFL feed where sometimes with contracts, players have a different expectation than the organization. And what I mean by that is go back to Bud Dupree. Bud Dupree came in, I think he wanted to come back to Pittsburgh, but the Steelers wanted to give him a two-year deal and he only wanted one. And you're probably thinking, why wouldn't he want the security of a two-year deal? It's easy. If he goes and shows out this year, then he can have, and he can basically say, now I'm punching my ticket and I'm going to be that guy that's getting a big contract, one more final contract in the NFL. I don't want to be hamstrung to an organization for a second year. I want that bag that, that one last time. And so I think that's why maybe Quan Alexander was like, hey, I, I, maybe he wants to test and see what else was out there. That's a possibility. Maybe the Steelers said, we'll give you a two-year deal, but take it or leave it. And then they said, hey, we'd love to have you. We'll do a one-year deal. And he says, you got it. Let's do it. I don't know. I'm not so sure. I'm anxious to find out more about him as a player on Wednesday and deliver that to you. So I hope you're uh, looking forward to that. We're going to take an earlier break than usual. In the second half, like I talked about, we are going to be talking about a Landon Roberts. We're going to give some updates on camp in terms of players that are playing well and all about the hype machine that we all need to be wary of at this stage of the of the game in terms of training camp. So when we take a break, when we come back, we'll have all that information for you. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. 
right, Steeler fans, welcome back and welcome to the second half of the Let's Ride podcast on Monday. Hey, just a quick reminder, on Tuesday, tomorrow, you need to be on the lookout. Find me on Twitter at jhartman, H-A-R-T-M-A-N underscore P-I-T. And all you have to do is you have to find the tweet. It's going to be around probably 8 or 9 o'clock in the morning. I put out the tweet saying, hey, I just need questions for my mailbag segment. So once you see that tweet, respond, and I will answer every single one of them in the second half of the show on Wednesday. So just a quick reminder about that. Don't forget about the mailbag segment. That's still going to be happening even throughout the season. Let's talk about the sourced information. So the other day, my phone rings, and it's our it's our source here at Steel Curtain Network. So I pick up the phone. He says, hey, you ready? I got some stuff for you. I said, yeah, give it to me. I'm ready. It's all about Landon Roberts. Landon Roberts, you know, again, a lot of people with the Quan Alexander signing were thinking, oh, maybe this means that Landon Roberts or Cole Holcomb, it's just not working out the way they thought it was. No. He made it very apparent that the Steelers are very, very happy with Alandon Roberts in the early phases of this whole, you know, since he's come into the organization because he's been around since free agency when they signed him. They say he's having a great camp. And what the Steelers love about him is his intensity. He is bringing an intensity that the Steelers maybe didn't have. But let me explain. He's bringing, like, he's that thumper. I said that earlier when I was talking about the depth chart of inside linebackers. He was that thumper. He's bringing an edge, a fight. That's what the source is saying the Steelers love about this guy. It's not that the defense wasn't tough. They were tough. But what the Steelers organization, and remember our source is from inside the organization, what they wanted was to find that edge, they, they, the, the chip on the shoulder. And they feel that they've been missing the edge and Landon Roberts is providing that. So if you're thinking for a second that this Quan Alexander signing in any way, shape, or form is going to be means that it's it's a negative on Alandon Roberts, think again. And I saw that Alandon Roberts met with the media on Sunday prior before practice, and they asked him about the signing of Quan Alexander. Does it potentially mean something for you? He just kind of laughed it off. It's like no, no, like, this doesn't mean anything, and it doesn't mean anything. It's a good answer. It's the right answer. Alandon Roberts, be on the lookout for him. He's bringing that intensity. To that inside linebacker position, I think when you think back to, you know, everyone thinks back to recent players. You're talking about your Joe Schoberts. You're talking about your Devin Bushes. Just, they don't have that edge. The edge that I think most people would say you need to have to be an inside linebacker in the NFL. So if you're curious about the inside linebacker position, they gave you a lot of information today, but Landon Roberts, according to our source, has do, is doing a lot of good stuff that the Steelers are really happy about, and they haven't even put the pads on yet. So if he's bringing that intensity to non-padded practices, I can only imagine what it's going to look like when they don the pads for the first time on Tuesday. Okay, I want to give you some updates now. I'm going to be tracking these things just because I really find them interesting myself. Maybe you, the listener, doesn't find them interesting, but I do. So I'm always intrigued by seven shots. I just Not so much the production standpoint, but who wins? In case you don't know what the seven shots drill is, seven shots, every single time they practice, they line up, they say, okay, seven shots, seven plays from the two-yard line. Who wins it? If they score, it's an offensive point. If the defense stops them, it's a defensive point. Best Best of four, essentially, is how it plays out. So in the very first practice that they did this, they didn't do it on Thursday. They did it on Friday. The offense won. 
everyone was talking about the defense was missed. It wasn't good communication. Then on it's your Saturday, the defense won. So they were tied one to one going into Sunday, Sunday's workout, the offense, Kenny Pickett had led them. I think he had the first four snaps of the, uh, the session. He leaves and the offense has a three to one lead. Mason Rudolph, not Mr. Trubisky. Rudolph comes in and gets the final three snaps and they end up losing them all. And the defense ends up winning four to three. So right now the defense has a two to one edge over the offense in seven shots. Like I said, I'm going to keep you updated with some of these stats, but also some of the players that are kind of showing up, you know, they're, they're playing well. Before we get to that, I do have to add, and I wrote this for my letter for the editor and I kind of touched on it Friday in the heart to heart, the hype machine. I get it. I'm guilty of it. Anyone that follows the Steelers closely they would know, like, oh, my gosh, like you, you see these videos, and you just see, like, oh, it's so great to see Kenny Pickett rumbling down the field for 45 yards. So you, you see him hit Allen Robinson down the sideline, George Pickens. Uh, you see Calvin Austin getting a crosser across the middle, and he breaks free and isn't touched for another 45 yards till James Pierre brings him down. Everything that I just said has happened. These are not me making it up. Now, what you then look closer at, you see that, oh, that play where Pickett ran for 45, if Alex Highsmith was allowed to hit the quarterback, it would have been a sack. Or if Alex Highsmith was allowed to strip sack the quarterback, he would have gotten the ball on more than one occasion. He's been having a hell of a camp. But when it comes to the hype, you know, right now we all are just enamored with anything that we can get our hands or our eyes on, the visual component. We haven't had this. We never have it. You don't have it in OTAs except for maybe the the media that are allowed to only film individual workouts. What are you going to see in individual workouts? You're going to see Kenny Pickett throwing out routes to Deontay Johnson and George Pickens. Whoop-dee-doo. I mean, that's nothing. What we want to see is we want to see actual practice, and then when we actually get pads on on Tuesday, that's when you're going to see some real stuff. That's when you're going to see some tangible hitting, and we can really start to wrap our heads around it. But the hype... I do want to say to everyone should enjoy this. Enjoy the hell out of this. I'm not saying you shouldn't be excited. Everyone should be excited. Enjoy this, but also take it with a little bit of a grain of salt. When you think about, wow, you're so you're watching the football. When if you looked at the pass protection, Kenny Pickett probably would have gotten sacked because of Highsmith. Things like that. Look at it from an overarching perspective. But when you look at this, there have been some players that have been playing very, very well. Some players that have definitely been showing up. Some players are kind of on the fence. They're, they've, been, they've played well, but maybe not so much. Keep in mind, if the player that you're thinking of is not listed, not only could they have had a good camp so far and it's just not getting as, as many tweets, so to speak, as others. I'm not there, so I don't know. I'm not there personally. But also, it's someone's opinion, and it's still plenty of time for them to recover if they're not having a great camp so far. But I'm not talking about players that aren't showing up. That's for the people that are there. I'm not going to criticize anyone. I'm not going to demonize anyone when I'm not there to see it with my own two eyes. So let's talk about players that everything that we're hearing are showing up in a big way. Number one is a player that we've pumped up. Our source told us that the Steelers love, and that's Elijah Riley. Elijah Riley has had a great camp. They have set him up for success. They said that, look, watch out for this guy. He can be a slot corner, can also flex to safety, and he has been playing well. Already picked off Mason Rudolph once. I know, Mason Rudolph, that's not really saying much, but still, he's making the plays 
when they present themselves. I can't stress how important that is. You got to go out there and you got to make the plays. When they present themselves, are you making the plays or not? I don't care who's a quarterback. I don't know who, I don't care who you're going against. Make the plays he is. Another player, I mentioned him already, is Alex Highsmith. You talk about a new contract, many people often wonder, man, what's this going to do for this guy? Like, is he going to, is he going to stand up and play better? Is he going to not play as well? I don't know. Well, I'll tell you this. The new contract is not doing anything for the motor that is Alex Highsmith, for him going out there and just absolutely crushing it. He's doing a phenomenal job in camp. He's He looks like he's even more motivated when it comes to just going out there and proving that the contract, that he's like validating the contract essentially. So Alex Highsmith is playing great. Allen Robinson kind of predicted this. When you saw Allen Robinson just constantly with Kenny Pickett throughout the offseason, Kenny Pickett's in New Jersey before his wedding. Allen Robinson's in New Jersey catching passes from Kenny Pickett before his wedding. Kenny Pickett's throwing passes after his wedding. Allen Robinson is catching those passes after his wedding. It is paying off in a big way. Allen Robinson looks to be that slot presence, but could also flex to the outside if they need him. He's really been working hard. You can tell he's spoken about how he feels like he's found a really good spot with the Steelers. Their expectations and his expectations are definitely meshing. It's good to see Allen Robinson in that trade, which, again, the con artist, he got the guy on the cheap. One-year deal, I get it, but still, you're hoping for a Jericho Cotchery-type season out of Allen Robinson. It's headed in that direction. Another receiver who is playing well is Hakeem Butler. Hakeem Butler... You know, Mike Tomlin was asked about Hakeem Butler after practice the other day, and he kind of said, look, we liked him coming out of college, great one-on-one, a lot of basketball skills is how he labeled him, but he's got to go out and he's got to forge his own path. He's got to make his, he's got to make it work for him. So in that regard, it, it's still a wait-and-see type thing, but he made one hell of a catch the other day, one-handed over-the-shoulder grab. He's, again, just like Elijah Riley. And any of these players that are not guaranteed to make the roster – Anytime you can make a play, doesn't matter what the play is, you step up and stop the run. You beat your man at the line, and you would be there for a sack even though you're not allowed to touch the quarterback or, or else unless you want to get cut. Or, hey, it's a, there's a deep ball down the sideline. Who cares who's throwing the pass? Bring it in. Bring it down. Prove your worth. Hakeem Butler has been doing that. That's a good sign. I love to see these receivers making plays. The last player, the fifth player that I want to add that has been everything you've heard from him has been positive is Nick Herbig. There was one time, I should say this, that Anthony McFarland kind of broke his ankles in practice. But other than that one time, Herbig has been really impressive as a pass rusher. Everyone that is there watching says, we need, we want to see him put it in with pads on. Like that's what they want to see. I understand that. But right now, he has shown that he can beat NFL level tackles. Yes, LaRaven Clark might not be the best gauge, but he's proven he can beat NFL veteran tackles. And I think that's something that a lot of people had questions about when the Steelers drafted him out of Wisconsin. Tuesday will be big for Herbig. I wouldn't be shocked if Mike Tomlin does backs on backers. And with Nick Herbig, that's going to be a big drill on the first padded practice on Tuesday. I'm excited for that. I'll be talking about that, I'm sure, as the weeks progress. But Nick Herbig has been really turning heads in the correct way as it pertains to him uh, at training camp. And the last player, a lot of people just want to know, I'm not saying he is a player that showed up and showing out, is Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett, 
you're seeing the first practice, everyone said, hey, he's really showing a lot of maturity, stepping up in the pocket more. He's not uh, he's not just trying to scramble when there might be a clean pocket for him to actually step up into. There was a lot of that positives. Well, the second practice on Saturday, the or I'm sorry, yeah, on Saturday's practice, it started to rain, and that, things got a little ugly. There were a lot of uh, drop snaps. I don't know if that was on uh, Mason Cole or Kenny Pickett. Kind of sloppy. People said it wasn't a great day. But again, conditions were not ideal. Then you talk about uh, the practice on Sunday. And this was probably from all reports that I saw was Kenny Pickett's best day so far. Uh, he's making a lot of good throws. He's hitting these, he's hitting these throws in these windows that are just not very big. You can talk all you want about arm strength. He's got the arm strength. He's got the accuracy. He has the mobility. I know I talked about that 45-yard run that he had. I just was amazed by the speed. Uh, yeah, he probably would have been sacked if you're watching that. But I'm just saying, and this is something that I talked about on multiple podcasts this offseason, I want to see the Steelers utilize Kenny Pickett's mobility and athleticism more in 2023 than they did in 2022. I need to see them do that. I want to see them say, you know what? Kenny Pickett is that guy that he can actually go out there and make plays with his feet, not just scrambling around, but doing some RPO stuff. Tapping into what the Bills do with Josh Allen. I'm not comparing the two. Please don't mis- under- don't misunderstand what I'm saying. I'm saying I'd love to see them utilize his legs and his mobility just a little bit more. Just a little bit more. So what's coming up? For you, the fan, what you need to know is that today on Monday there is no practice. It's the Steelers' day off. They will have a lot of meetings. Typically you don't hear anything from the Steelers unless it's like a player is being released or a player is being signed. Tuesday is the big day. Tuesday is the day when the Steelers, they finally put on the pads. Uh, there's very few teams right now. I think the the Jets and the Browns are because they're playing in the Hall of Fame game coming up. But the Steelers and most of the NFL, they are just getting to that point where pads can start to pop at practice. And I've never, I haven't been in a really long time, never been to a Mike Tomlin camp. Everyone that says that you go to a Mike Tomlin practice that is padded, you will not see a more physical practice in the NFL in today's modern game. He's a throwback-style coach in that regard. He is going to have his players hitting. He knows the physicality is a part of it. I would. I am excited to see the reports. I'm not going to be there, but I'm just excited to see what these reports are like coming out of camp on Tuesday with the first padded practice. Be on the lookout for that. And again, just as a reminder, be on the lookout for the mailbag tweet coming up Tuesday, tomorrow, like I said, around 8 o'clock, you can find me on Twitter at jhartman, H-A-R-T-M-A-N underscore P-I-T. I do have to have a call to action here at the end. We are getting ready to do some giveaways, and I'm going to be having more information on that coming up. But please, I mean, well, since we started this Steel Curtain Network thing, we kind of had to start fresh with a lot of different avenues, and one of those is social media. If you have a Twitter account, find us. Just search Steel Curtain Network. You will find us. Uh, if you have an Instagram account, Facebook, and we're everywhere. YouTube. Find us by searching Steel Curtain Network. Follow us. Subscribe. Uh, we know that either the podcast side, you're listening to this, you found us already. But my gosh, we need everyone. We want to bolster those numbers. We want to get the word out that we are one of the best Steelers uh, websites, podcast platforms that you can name it. So go to steelcurtainnetwork.com, spread the love, share it with everyone, follow us on our social media platforms. We really do appreciate it. And I know my ride or die crew will do that because y'all are the best anyways. All right, 
That does it for me. A little bit shorter show. That's okay. Be on the lookout for that Wednesday show. I'm excited for that one about Quan Alexander. In the meantime, you know how we finish it out here. Be safe, be kind, and God bless. Have a great start to your week. We'll see you on Wednesday. Thanks for listening.